Welcome to the Faithful Fathering Podcast. This is Rick Wirtz with the uh, President and Founder of Faithful Fathering. In studio with me is Mike Rosas, Chaplain of the uh, Houston Rockets and, uh, and Founder of Uprising Society, a powerful ministry. Mike, thanks for being here. Oh, the honor is all mine. Well, the, the podcast series here is uh, we're talking about resolutions and relationships. And of course, uh, the most important relationship in this world, of course, is our relationship in marriage. Yeah. As far as our physical relationship, our most important relationship is with Jesus the Christ. Correct, correct. But uh, <laughs> how, how we live that in marriage. And I'm always taken back to there's an old movie called Father of the Bride where Steve Martin talks about this. And you have a little girl, so you know, and my little girl is now uh, 36. So, uh, But he says, you know, I always worried about as a dad that uh, my daughter would meet the wrong guy. And then he realized as she matured that he was really worried her about her meeting the right guy. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and and that that would be someone that she might love more than, yes. than him, which isn't something we want as dads, right? Yeah. Uh, but what's his worrying all about anyway? Why would a dad worry about where his daughter is in a relationship? You know, I think I think you love your daughter so much. You don't want to share her with anybody. I, my, my daughter is, is brilliant. She's 10 times smarter than I was probably when I was 20. She is uh, just gracious, talented. She can sing. Uh, just a brilliant, brilliant place. So I want to share her with the world, but not at the same level. <laughs> and so I know for me, I just, you know, I, my wife will... You know, she's been praying that our children would find the right spouse. And I'm like, hold on, <laughs> not yet. Uh, I, I told her, I said, you can pray for that, just not in front of me. I, just, I need some time. <laughs> it's still early. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that was my prayer. I told my kids early on that I was always praying for them every day. And yeah. included in that prayer is that uh, in in God's time, yes. that he would bring the right, uh, for my daughter, the right young man into her life that is growing in his walk with Christ so to learn to love and care for her as Christ loves and cares for the church. Yes. I remember so clearly uh, one, one time on a road trip, she was in the back seat and and uh, she just came out and said, Dad, how do I know I'm going to meet the right guy when I get married? I said, because I've been praying for you every day and I will continue to do so. Wow. And she kind of said, cool. <laughs> <laughs> to which her mother looked at me and said, she's never going to learn how to flirt. <laughs> That's okay. Yes, nothing <laughs> wrong with okay. that. Nothing wrong with that at all. But uh, do you feel like uh, uh, you're... Uh, how important is it to you to be setting that right example day in, day out of what kind of man, uh, you know, our daughter should marry? Oh, very much so. You know, I want my life to be the, you know, the lowest standard for them as far as choosing future partners. And so me and my wife have been very intentional about that. You know, not just the opening doors, things of that sort, but being able to speak respectfully, uh, show them the value of women, sometimes in a society that does not value women as much as God and the Bible does, and uh, building them up. And so we try to really speak a lot of life into them. Uh, when they have ideas, we take them as valid and we take them as valuable. We research them out. Um, I, I told my children, I said, I believe you hear from God. I said, if you feel God is telling you something, tell Daddy, and we'll pray about it. We'll take it to the Scriptures. And so I think from a young age, we've shown her the validity of her voice. And so a large part of that is that how she sees Daddy act should be the lowest standard for her future spouse. Mm -hmm. And how, uh, when, you're, when you think about the example that you said day in, day out, how, how do you and your bride 
uh, approach that. You talked a little bit about how you interact. Uh, are there other aspects uh, that you practice in marriage and showing them day in, day out what a healthy relationship's all about? Yeah, very much so. You know, we try to love each other well. We try to, um, you know, marriages, there's arguments. And so we try to argue in a respectful manner um, to show them that you can be contrary without being contentious. And so um, we try to show them what actual marriage lived out looks like you know we had uh, as far as my parents they were you know latin parents where it was a very uh you know macho type of culture and so you know my dad would be like you know you're gonna do this and we would ask why he said because i said so and so we tried to explain ourselves we try to build up our children to make logical understanding explanations of what we're doing rather than just saying because of this title i have this right uh, we try to tell them because it's God's wisdom, then it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so that way they can learn not what to think, but how to think, which I think will make them more successful mm-hmm. throughout the course of their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that makes more sense as they grow older where they can start to rationalize yes. some of that. Sometimes I think as young kids, we need that yes, mm-hmm. no, short yeah. answer type <laughs> yes. stuff because we have to be disciplined within right. understanding that dad knows what's right or mm-hmm. mom knows what's right. But uh, why, why do you think is, is the marriage, you know, you look in society and you realize that, that half marriages are failing, half the marriages mm-hmm. are failing, which means that kids are growing up in homes where the relationship that brought them into the world is fractured, not, mm-hmm. not present in the home. And, and so we wonder why there's a generation confused about human sexuality, yeah. what relationships even look like. Why is marriage such a, a, a a powerful influence, whether it be for good or for bad. You know, I think because you think these are the people that brought me into the world. There's nobody that's going to love me like they do as far as a child's perspective. And so when you have that parental perspective, give a bad example, then you think, well, if they love me the most and they treat me this way, how, how is anybody else going to treat me? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's a very valuable and weighty position that we hold. And it has to be stewarded with, with trembling and fear before the Lord. Mm-hmm. And on the contrast, on the, the in contrast to that, the marriage that is a good communication. What kind of foundation does that provide for the child? Yeah, I mean, it brings a solid foundation because I think I think at the end of the day, every child really does have a short line between dad and God, mm-hmm. and so I think showing that example, right? And for mom, you you find this love of the father that's brought out in a way that's very hard to see on the earth, except through a mother's love. Mm-hmm. And yet, you, know, you have you know, killers who even are like that they still know their mom is going to love them because of the foundation foundation that was built inside of them. And so I think it's something that we have to be very intentional about what we do and how we do it. Because I, I, I've taken personally, my perspective is that we, we live through a lot of tests and these tests have consequences, right? You could say, oh, it's just a homework and I'll throw it off. But you knew when it was test time, these were going to count. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I look at my children in the eyes, I, I have this prayer that I pray, say, God, may they see your love through my eyes. Because I know in that moment, I may not do the right thing. I may not have the right answer. I may, you know, fail. But if they can see God's love through me, then at the end of the day, he can steward what I can't. Mm-hmm. How- 
How do you think the marriage relationship is a reflection of our relationship with Christ? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's I think it's spelled out in such a powerful way because you have this merging of two becoming one, mm-hmm. and, and I think you know even to the communion aspect speaks to it of us being one with the body of Christ, and so I think I, I think we don't think enough about marriage. You know, on, honestly, the majority of young guys think about sex freely, and they don't think about the whole aspect of what it looks like for two individual opposite beings to become one and it is a very supernatural thing when done well and it's life-changing not only for your children but for all of those that are around you and of course uh, paul in ephesians says that you know we're to uh, there's all kinds of references throughout scripture that you know christ uh, his bride is the church yes. and that relationship between christ and the church that selfless sacrificial relationship of Christ for his church and that, that that's the way a husband is to be treating his wife. Exactly. Once we realize we're supposed to die for her, yeah. everything else should pretty well fall into line. <laughs> right, right? Right. But uh, it's that relationship that we're, we're trying to pass on. Now, some families kind of go the, the fur, further and say, well, well, we're here for the kids. Yeah. And they end up rotating around the kids yeah. instead of the kids rotating around the marriage. What do you have to say uh, to families, uh, to dads that are struggling with that right now? It's not sustainable <laughs> because, you know, at the end of the day, kids will leave. That is healthy, and it's in the process of time. And so it's important because you're not only – you're building on a foundation that is short-lived mm-hmm. because your children, God willing, will outlive you, but they won't be as central a part as they always will be. And so it's important to build the way God tells you to build because he is the master builder, and this is how things are going to work out best for the long term. And so it's important to understand, too, how you react to your spouse, how you communicate with your spouse. That is teaching your children a lot more than many times the things we say. Absolutely. They catch what you've got, right? Yeah. You just got to make sure that what you have is worth catching. Right, right. Because they, they won't always do what we say, but they always will reproduce what we do. Right. And so the the, uh, the idea that, you know, that certainly there are windows of time, let's say both kids are involved in school activities. <laughs> there are windows of time where they're, you're going to be very active with your kids, but that doesn't mean that your marriage is rotating around your kids. Right. You're just managing those activities. But uh, so what you're saying, uh, what I hear you saying is that uh, we got to make sure that the kids see us prioritize our marriage relationship. Is that right? Correct. Because that, because they will that? eventually get married to themselves. Right. And how do we do that? You know, I, I think it's about understanding and valuing love and doing that in every different way possible. You know, uh, for men, it's so easy to look for a anniversary or a the high points. And I think, I think true love is, is done on a consistent basis daily, but especially in the low points. Mm-hmm. How can we communicate love in the tough times? Mm-hmm. And if we can, through tears, hug and kiss, if we can, um, in the midst of a shouting battle, still pull each other together and say, you know what, we disagree on this, but what we do agree on is that we love each other and we'll always be here. My wife, uh, her parents have, they come from multiple marriages. And so one of the things that I have to communicate to my wife over and over and over again is how I love her and I'm never going to leave her. Uh, the divorce word never comes up in an argument or a conversation. And now my children are saying, why do we have multiple grandfathers? Why do we have multiple grandmothers? Mm-hmm. And so we had a very, very serious conversations because our lives collide with all those different storylines. Right. And we say, but you don't have to worry about daddy and mommy. 
and, and we say some of the differences is because our marriage is built upon the foundation of Christ. And so it's not that daddy's really strong and can keep this together or mommy is. It's that God is strong enough to hold us both together. That center strand. Yes. That uh, strand of three is not quickly broken when Jesus is that center strand. Yeah, and if you don't see my wedding ring, it's because I'm getting a, uh, a specially done uh, three gold strand wedding ring. Really? So I'm having one made, yes, because it's it's very important to me to remind mm-hmm. myself on a daily basis it is that strand. Mm-hmm. It also represents my three children. Um, and because I, I travel a lot around America and a other handful of other nations of the world, and it's important in the midst of the busyness of life, of knocking things out on the to-do list, to remember what's most important. And so um, so I have a ring coming soon. <laughs> well, that, uh, that sounds like a good final tip you might want to share with dads. How, how do you convey uh, consistently the significance and the importance of marriage in your home? Yeah, it's about keeping it in front of you. You know, the Bible talks about keeping the Word of God in between your your eyelids, you know, in your forehead, in front of your children. And so the Bible always talks about what's important to keep in front of you. And because marriage and family is important, we must keep it in front of us. So it's not just that me and my wife sleep in the same bed or me and my children live in the same home. It's that our lives collide together and we live them together. So we dream together. We cry together. Uh, I, I teach my daughter, I, I said... Um, whatever you're going through, you can go through it, but you won't go through it alone. And so I think this gives the understanding what the Bible talks about, weeping with those who weep and rejoicing with those who rejoice. It's so important to match energy. If I see my wife weeping, I don't want to be okay and just go about my day. I have to match her weeping to show that I understand her. And so it's the same thing with my children. I have two daughters that are figuring out emotions, and so there's a lot of them around the house. And so I try to match what they're going through. If they're sad, okay, well, let's 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 be sad, but let's understand why we're sad and understand about the hope that's greater than sadness. And so it opens up a lot of deep conversations around the house. Well, Dad, that's about as strong a tip as you can get to uh, <laughs> understand the significance of the relationship in marriage and why that sets the tone in the home for what healthy relationship looks like for the next marriage, yes. for the next generation, is what I mean to say. So, so Dad's live that out in marriage. Follow uh, Mike's wise words <laughs> and, uh, and be the husband and father that you're called to be, and that's the dad the next generation needs to see. Thanks, Mike. My pleasure.